0: Last week was the end of Hajj, which is the annual pilgrimage to Mecca, the city in Saudi Arabia, regarded as the holiest site in Islam. Hajj is the largest annual pilgrimage in the world and considered a religious duty among Muslims who believe that every able-bodied Muslim who can afford to do so must make the pilgrimage at least once in their lifetime. Hajj is a demonstration of the solidarity of the Muslim people and their submission to Allah is associated with the life of Muhammad, but some Muslims believe that the pilgrimage to Mecca dates back to the time of Abraham. In a way, that makes sense, since pilgrimage is something that has been part of our human nature since the beginning of time. And pilgrimage is not just associated with religion. A pilgrimage can be any journey to a place that holds significance for us. Graceland, a war memorial, a place from our childhood, a grandparents' hometown. All these journeys, yes even Graceland, help us find or define ourselves to a certain extent. Recently, I was in the Holy Land and we visited several places of significance, but we spent most of the time with meeting people. I guess that's a personal thing for me. Places hold meaning and can transform us, but people, like a mirror, have the ability to reflect us back to ourselves. As I read the news of Hajj, I kept thinking of World Youth Day, where Catholics of every age also gather as a demonstration of solidarity with each other, with the Church, and with Christ, and their submission to God. And it's important that this demonstration happens in the form of a pilgrimage. World Youth Day, at its best, does not include hotel rooms or meals in restaurants. World Youth Day is about sleeping on the floor in a school gym, and eating peanut butter sandwiches and apples, It is about not sleeping or sleeping in the rain at Downsview Park and sometimes not eating at all. Anyone who's walked the Camino de Santiago can attest to that. And so a pilgrimage is not just a journey to a religious site. We go on pilgrimages to get out of ourselves. I think of Jesus inviting us to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him. There is something about picking up our cross that has to do with denying ourselves, denying ourselves of those things that make us proud and righteous, of those things that make us feel good, comfortable. It is an emptying of sorts that takes place. And who doesn't need emptying, emptying ourselves of prejudices, of biases, of expectations, of our pain and brokenness, of our need to be right, of our need to fix things, of our need to control, our need to be God. And this often happens in the midst of a pilgrimage. It happens inadvertently, in the midst of the hurting, hamstrings and the blisters. It happens when the back straps are digging so hard into our shoulders and we long for nothing more than our own warm bed. It's funny how that happens. Which is why a tourist can travel through many places, but a pilgrim lets the places travel through them. A tourist returns home with a heavier suitcase, A pilgrim returns with a lighter load. And so, as the three million Muslims who traveled to Mecca this year return home, let's remember that we too are called to solidarity with each other and submission to God. And let's remember that while a physical and arduous journey can be helpful, it is not necessary. We can empty ourselves, deny ourselves, and pick up our cross daily, and let places transform us and be present and authentic to people right here at home. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. And this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara-Man. Sitting here with me is Chris Demetrenko. Hey, Pedro. And Mary Rose and Lawrence will also be joining us, as they do every week. Um, And we're extra lucky today because we get to spend more time with you, Chris, Mm -hmm. um, because you've just finished a documentary. That's right. Within Your Gates, A Pilgrim Guide to the Holy Land. And we will be learning a lot more about that in the second half of the show. Um, and uh, our featured artist of the week is Greg Walton. He's an old friend, actually, someone who I have just reconnected recently in Calgary at this year's Unity Awards. And he actually won a few awards. So uh, it was very good to catch up with him. Um, and that's all coming up. Uh, but first, here is Greg Walton with his song Dear Dorothy.
1: On every side, pushing you to compromise. It's hard to find the truth within a complicated world of lies. Around two way traffic on a one way street, promise of fulfillment when the end is incomplete. Chalk it up to greed, calling selfishness a need. It's difficult to come up with this relativity. Around and round and round and round your world goes. you gonna look I gotta tell you we're not in Kansas anymore. Licking your heels won't fix the deal. Get with the word. Away. with a slick disguise sticking on a mound on the TV screen undermine your morals through a fashion magazine yeah you gotta be quick the devil's pretty slick he paints a pretty picture of the world but it's a dirty trick and round and round and round and round your world goes you're still looking for your yellow brick road dear dorothy i gotta tell you Licking your heels, won't fix the deal Get with the word of lies, yeah yeah. Dear Dorothy, I got What you got And you look for What you're not What you really want Is more than what you are I know Land. Don't need to call like a friend. Listen to my words and you will never see a bitter end Don't buy the propaganda that the Lord is obsolete Jesus is the only one who makes your life complete You're gonna have to be tough The a little rough gotta, gotta run my baby, read it It'll be enough And round and round and round and round your world will go But you'll have Jesus as your yellow brick Dear Dorothy, I gotta tell ya, we're not in Kansas anymore. in your heels won't fix the deal, get with the word alive. Dear Dorothy, I gotta tell ya, we're at a time like none before. Do what you feel, won't make it real, get with the word alive.
0: our featured artist Greg Walton with Dear Dorothy. We'll be talking with Greg in about 40 minutes um, and coming up is Lawrence with uh, our Saint of the Week. But first, Chris, the Vatican keeps uh, (laughs) getting involved with issues in the
2: Middle East. That's right. This most recent intervention by Pope Benedict is on behalf of this woman named Asia Mm Bibi and she's a Christian and a mother of five in Pakistan and last week she was convicted of insulting the prophet Muhammad. And unfortunately, the, the consequences of that um, could be capital punishment, the death penalty. Uh, and if so, she would be the first to face capital punishment for blasphemy. The uh, Pope Benedict says he's following the situation of Bibi as well as Christians in general in that country very closely. He said this at the general audience on Wednesday, his meeting with pilgrims. In the Vatican, hmm. and he says that Christians in Pakistan are often victims of violence or discrimination, and he's asking that Bibi may be restored to complete freedom, so that uh, so the Holy Father once again another intervention on behalf of someone facing the death penalty. He's done this a number of times mm-hmm. before. Now, in uh, happier news, yes, uh, another announcement in the Vatican of a new website. Right. So the Vatican website has existed much in the same form it is now since since its inception, although it's certainly vastly improved. But uh, we're getting ready for something that will be radically different. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, there was an announcement made by Archbishop Claudio Cieli. Now, he's the head of the Pontifical Council for Social Communications. Mm-hmm. He made the remark at a news conference for another technological innovation at the Vatican, and that's their new high-definition yes. television service, which yeah. which starts at Christmas, actually. For the Christmas services, we'll now be able to see Christmas Pope Benedict Mass in HD. In, in HD. Yeah. That's right. Now, this new Vatican website that will be coming out, apparently it's going to bring together several media outlets. And that's been sort of a, a criticism of the Vatican, is that its different media outlets have been operating quite separately Separate. and they're not even necessarily all under the same website either so you've got the vatican newspaper le servitore romano vatican radio and also the vatican television center and also the vatican press office will also be pulled into this mm-hmm. now uh, father Federico lombardi who was the press director of the holy see He is actually the director of the Vatican Radio and the television center and the press office. So it makes sense that all (laughs) his operations get put under the same banner. No timetable has been set for its launch, but uh, certainly we'll be telling viewers about it uh, when it comes up uh, probably sometime next year, we expect. Mm -hmm. And one last bit of news. I'd like to congratulate Archbishop Timothy uh, Dolan, who is the new president of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And that was a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. in that normally the sitting vice president, who in this case uh, is Bishop Kakanis, uh, Gerard Kakanis of Tucson, Arizona, normally the vice president gets automatically elected to be president. And that's that's uh, something that we've been doing here in Canada as well. But in, uh, in this situation, it was uh, the Archbishop of New York,
0: uh, who who was now replacing Cardinal Francis George in that post. Yes, yeah, so congratulations to uh, Archbishop Dolan. Um, thank you, Chris. Uh, you heard from Chris, and now we want to hear from you. What do you think about these stories? Send us an email, radio at org. Coming up is our diocesan update, and also a reminder that coming up in the second half of the show is Chris with... Uh, Some more details about his new documentary, Within Your Gates, so stay tuned.
3: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117.
0: I'm Pedro Guevara, man. Our website is saltandlighttv.org slash radio. We're also on Facebook, Salt and Light TV, so look us up. Coming up, Mary Rose with our diocesan update, but first, here's Lawrence with our Saint of the Week. Hey Pedro. So who, who do we have this week?
4: All right, on Wednesday, on the 24th, we have um, St. Andrew Dung Lac and the Vietnamese Martyrs. Okay. Right, so there's... there's um, it's a contemporary, un- yeah, contemporary 100, feast. 117 Vietnamese Martyrs, and he, he represents all of them. Okay. So they're all celebrated on that day. And so traditionally, Viet- mm-hmm. Vietnam is a Buddhist, uh-huh. um, but then in the 16th century, Catholic missionaries came mostly... Spanish Dominicans. Yes, and so they were either brutally killed or imprisoned, or they had to they had to leave the country. And so for the next two hundred years, around a hundred thousand uh, Christians were martyred.
0: Vietnamese Christians that had been converted because of these priests. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: And uh, also included in that would be the missionaries. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, during the nineteenth century, Christianity made some progress, but then. Um, the a certain vietnamese emperor came in and he forced apostasy making christians uh, trample crucifixes okay and and you know defame other holy oh, images yeah, okay um so they were also often caged for public humiliation really yeah and the killings were were pretty gruesome comparable to the roman the ancient roman yeah. emperors wow um yeah i mean reading about it it's it's pretty pretty gruesome okay stuff so then as i said saint andrew dung Lac, a vietnamese priest o- okay um so he was arrested and beheaded in 1839 and he yeah he represents all of the 117 vietnamese martyrs that we celebrate in the roman calendar okay so we celebrate 117 that were martyred
0: during that period right saint there An- were a lot more yeah
4: martyrs but those are the those are the ones that we've named.
0: There's a pi- there's a picture that I'm remembering, and, and uh, I know I know you're familiar with our, our film Road of Hope about Cardinal Nguyen. And there's a, there's an image of the Vietnamese martyrs. Yeah. You know, maybe I've seen it because there's a parish in Toronto that's Vietnamese par- martyrs oh yeah. parish. And there's a picture, and there's like, I think certainly more than 117 people in that picture. It's just faces. Just faces. Yeah. Faces of all these people. Yeah. That and it's just very uh, powerful to see oh yeah. that so many were just faithful yeah and to their death
4: yeah and um, it's i mean it's hard it's hard for us to imagine it is here. the missionaries going into such hostile territory um to spread the gospel where for us we can go to church whenever we want and we have we have no problems i, I hmm. mean it's hard to imagine going <laughs> into that kind of a situation
0: and it and this wasn't that long ago i mean it was no you know 200 years ago
4: yeah and even like you said road of hope um the our uh, documentary on cardinal Antoine, that's, that's, uh, co- that's, uh, that's, th- that's 20th yeah. century yes. um, communist rule in Vietnam and the persecution of Christians. And then. he was
0: persecuted. And he says that he got his inspiration from the Vietnamese yeah. martyrs yeah, themselves. Right. Um, very, very good. So that's again, so that's Wednesday, November 24th, the Feast of St. Andrew Dun Lac and all the Vietnamese martyrs, um, an inspiration for all of us to take up our cross Maybe deny ourselves yeah. and follow Christ. That's yeah, scary stuff. Um, is he uh, um, sorry? No, I just seen your note here of a cardinal of Antoine uh, whose cause is up for beatification. So maybe we'll have another Vietnamese uh, saint coming up. I'm sure you will. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, our uh, expert on saints with our saint of the week. Um, but don't go anywhere because uh, in the second half of our program we will be telling you about Krista Matrenko's newest documentary, Within Your Gates. So stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Father Stan Fortuna and you are listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Peace and blessings. Our email address is radio at org. Our blog, org slash blog. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. And here now with us is Mary Rose Bacani.
3: Thank you, Pedro. So first off, for those of you who may not know, there is an internationally recognized dance troupe that has been performing all over North America, and I'm sure Pedro knows about this group. This dance <laughs> troupe is made up of orphans and former street children in Haiti.
0: Oh, really? Yes.
3: I think you interviewed them for a yes, show. Yes, I once.
0: did. I so did.
3: Tomorrow, Sunday, November 21st, the Resurrection Dancers of Haiti will be visiting Saint Augustine Parish in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. They'll be part of the 11 a.m. Mass with, with liturgical dance and we will give a matinee performance in Humboldt that same afternoon at 3 p.m. Don't miss them. And this dance tour is sponsored by Broken Wings Missions Incorporated, a clavette based registered charity founded by children's author and storyteller uh, Peter Avenson. For more info about this event, go to broken-winks.ca.
0: They are so good, the (laughs) resurrection. Oh, they are so good. Too bad it's in Saskatchewan (laughs) and I can't go. But if you're in Saskatchewan, go because they're amazing. Yes,
3: for sure. And uh, you may not know this guy, but 20 of his 30 years working with youth and young adults Mm -hmm. have been spent bringing the gospel to at-risk youth on the streets or in the juvenile court system. And from this experience of these 20 years... Yes, incredible insights into authentically living the Christian life, and is here to share them with you. This is Jerry Goble speaking on the engaged life, loving without conditions. You'll find him at the, at the Theology on Tap event for the Archdiocese of Winnipeg on Thursday, November 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the King's Head Pub in the Exchange District. For more details, check the Winnipeg Archdiocesan website.
0: That's great. It feels like you have like a suspense. <laughs> Guess who this person is if you're in Winnipeg. Go <laughs> we check can play a out. guessing Theologi- game at least yeah. for these events. Theology on Tap.
3: And in Toronto, two events to talk about. Competing events for the same night. So let's see who wins. <laughs> On Wednesday, November 24th, Dr. Bill Sullivan will speak on ethical and loving care of persons living with progressive cognitive impairments and their families. Dr. Sullivan is the founding director of the Canadian Catholic Bioethics Institute, Mm -hmm. and he'll be at the Carr Hall Madden Auditorium at the University of St. Michael's College in Toronto on Wednesday, November 24th at 7 p.m. The event is free. All are welcome. Go to the Toronto Archdiocesan website for more info. Or on that same night lay low, relax, watch a movie and discuss the rich traditions of the Catholic Church on social justice with other young adults. Nice. And the movie is Entertaining Angels: The Dorothy Day Story.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And join other young adults at the Ryerson Catholic Chaplaincy Center in Toronto. For more info, go to ryercath.ca.
0: So you have a choice of a heavy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> heavy lecture <laughs> issue or a movie. <laughs> a movie and popcorn. That's great. There's a bit for everyone <laughs> here in Toronto. Thank you, Mary Rose. Uh, That's it for our diocesan update, but stay tuned because Mary Rose is going to come back. Just a note to remind everyone, as we do every week, if you want us to uh, let people know about the event that's happening in your diocese, send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. Coming up is our programming news, but first, Mary Rose is still here, and so is Advent.
3: That's right. And before we get into that, I want us to reflect on the fact that in this technological age, time is really precious. So if you don't have time for God, why not try a virtual retreat or an online pilgrimage just by sitting at your desk? And these are just some of the ideas Father Santo and his team stationed in Toronto have been putting together the youth and young adults they minister to. Father Santo Arrigo is the coordinator of the Redemptorist Youth and Vocation Ministry. I had a chance to speak with him a few days ago about their plans in the upcoming weeks. So, Father Santo, what is your goal in your ministry with youth and young adults?
6: Well, in our work with youth and young adults, we try to reach out to uh, especially the youth and young adults that are looking for a sense of faith in their life, uh, whether they're currently practicing catholics in their parish communities or they're trying to discover uh, who god is for them in their life right now
3: No, you have this high school retreat team mm-hmm. in, in toronto um how are they um helping you with this goal and what kind of events are you holding
6: well it's kind of a two-edged sword we have um we have on one side the the university students that help us on the team and they're looking at growing in their leadership Uh, Abilities and trying to discover their faith life. And through working with them, work with the high school students, it's kind of like a a mutual discovery of where God is in each one of their lives. Um, The theme of this year's retreats that we're going to be doing uh, has to do with focusing on finding Christ in the face of the poor, especially inner-city Toronto. Mm
3: -hmm. And and what kind of... uh activities or what kind of, wha- how, how is that different from any other high school retreats that are around?
6: Uh, well, I'm, I couldn't say t- about the other retreats, but uh, with our retreat, we're going to be offering, um, um, there's going to be an element of prayer. There's uh, looking at some global and local issues having to do with uh, the poor and the marginalized in our city and, as I said, the global issues. Uh, we're going to have uh, an experience of uh, a prayer walk around the city. Um, in the downtown core, uh, as well as a poverty lunch to help uh, educate the students to to understand the global realities of poverty.
3: Now, Advent um, it begins in a week. Yeah. And what events are you holding to help people get into Advent?
6: Well, there's a couple of things that we're offering um, across the country through our website. We have our online Advent uh, reflections where uh, redemptors from across the country as well as some of the Uh, young adults who work with us in ministry uh, provide uh, weekly reflections um, for people, especially in their day-to-day busy uh, time. It's an opportunity for them to kind of connect with Christ in this Advent season. As well as in Toronto, we're having an Advent prayer vigil for homelessness at St. Patrick's Church downtown Toronto on December 5th. Um, It's an opportunity to kind of focus on the, the poverty that Jesus was born into and how that very much is like our own time today and how we're called to find Christ in the midst of uh, some of the tough issues that we find ourselves in as a society and as a church.
3: Thank you so much, Father Santo.
6: You're welcome. Thank you.
3: That was Father Santo Arrigo, coordinator of the Redemptorist Youth and Vocation Ministry in Toronto. You are invited to take part in the Redemptorist high school retreats he talked about. You can be a youth, young adult, or an adult to participate or to volunteer your time. Go to plugintochrist.ca to find out more about these exciting events as well as to help yourself prepare for Advent.
0: Well, I'm so glad you did ask him about Advent because otherwise <laughs> I was going to sound like I didn't know what we were doing here. Um, but Advent is here, and a way to get into Advent, I guess, is, is uh, even at your desk. In the busyness of life, you can, you can still uh, uh, get into the, into the mood of Advent. Uh, thank you, Mary Rose. Now, coming up in the second half of Salt and Light Radio is our Featured Artist of the Week, Greg Walton. We'll be, speak- we'll be speaking with him, so don't go anywhere.
6: Hi, this is Chris Bray, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel. Sirius
0: 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. You can also listen to our program at saltonlighttvorg slash radio, and that's also where you can download all our programs. Now here back with us is Lawrence with our programming news.
4: Hey, Pedro. So tomorrow we have a brand-new witness at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific. Uh Uh-huh. That's uh, Sister Antoniana Maria. Okay. She's a Sister of Life. I've known her b- since before she was a sister, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, that's great. Yeah, she's originally from, from Vancouver. From Vancouver, yeah. And she recently professed her final vows. Um, she, uh, she's the vocation director mm-hmm. in the States. But then the uh, Sisters of Life also opened um, a new house in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a couple months ago. Yes. And they're they're a congregation um, with a special charism to uphold the dignity of all human life.
0: Right, so yeah, so that's a great, I'm um, sure it's a great interview if anybody's uh, familiar or if you've never heard of the Sisters of Life, uh, tune in uh, tomorrow, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, witness yeah. interview with Sister Antoniana Maria
4: yeah. of the Sisters of Life. She's Very great. Right. I'm going to watch it. Okay, Thursday, uh, November 25th, at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific, we have a new Catholic focus. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Discovering the Way, El Camino de Santiago. Okay. Hosted by Alessio Domenico. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to explain the history of this great pilgrimage. Yeah. And she's also going to interview some modern-day pilgrims.
0: Right. And that's 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 uh, relevant, of course, because as we know, the Pope was just recently in uh, Santiago de Compostela, right. which is where the Camino goes to. So it starts... Yeah, I'm sure uh, again. Our, uh, some of our listeners are familiar with uh, Camino de Santiago. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, on Thursday. Thursday, November twenty-fifth yeah. at seven p.m. Eastern Catholic Focus.
4: And repeat on Saturday, November twenty-seventh. Okay, 27th. right.
0: So if you miss it on Thursday night, you can tune in again on Saturday the twenty-seventh.
5: Okay.
4: We have uh, a new openings or uh, well a repeat. Yes, on Thursday, November twenty-fifth, eight thirty p.m. Eastern, nine thirty Pacific. That's Andrea Ribello.
0: Yes, and Andrea. So openings for people that don't know is our concert series. And a lot of, in fact, a lot of these artists have been Salt and Light Radio featured artists. Oh so yeah. Andrea is a classical singer in the Toronto area. And uh, this particular concert was... a. Uh, 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 sacred music and art okay. in memory of or commemorating Pope John Paul II's anniversary. Right. Um, her brother-in-law, Martin Rabello, is an artist, so mm-hmm. she's uh, Andrea sings, and uh, it's superimposed with images that oh, wow. Martin had painted, uh, mostly uh, about the Holy Father, yep. and and then other sacred art. So it's a y- it's a, it's a great opportunity for. Uh, for for kind of reflection and meditation, mm-hmm. not just on um, with the sacred music, but with the visuals, so yeah. it's it's very good.
4: And so, so that's that's hopefully the the um, that'll be the last repeat before we have some new episodes. Okay,
0: yeah, lots of new openings coming, coming down in. the pipes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And uh, on Sunday, November twenty eighth, uh, that's that's in a week. Yeah, we have within your gates the premiere right. of the ex- of the extended. Edition.
0: Yes, and uh, we are going to be speaking with Chris Demetrenko in the Sorry. second half of the program. Uh, so if you want to find out more about Within Your Gates, we've already mentioned a little bit about it. So Within Your Gates is uh, about the Holy Father's uh, pilgrimage to the Holy Land uh, from over a year ago now.
4: Yep. Yeah. And finally, Eye on the Church on Sunday, November 28th, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. 11 Pacific. Uh, David Nallieri's show on um, the Contemporary Church issues in the church and this one is about the duty of Catholic politicians
0: okay very interesting David Naliri Eye on the Church so that's on Sunday 28th of November at 10pm Eastern so that's great now remember a reminder for everybody if you are outside our broadcasting area you can still watch our programming it's all uh, available at our website streaming live saltandlighttv.org and a lot of our programs are also available on demand so again go to our website saltandlighttv.org um and uh, you can, I'm sure that there's something there for everyone. Um, thank you, Lawrence. Thanks, Peter. That's it for the first half of Salt and Light Radio. But stay tuned for Salt and Light TV producer. Chris Dimitrenko is going to be back, as we said, to tell us about his new documentary, Within Your Gates. And our featured artist, Greg Walton, is also going to be with us. So stay tuned. Last year, Pope Benedict traveled to the Holy Land and helped many people who followed his pilgrimage learn about the spirituality of biblical sites. Now, Salt and Light Television has a new documentary, Within Your Gates, A Pilgrim Guide to the Holy Land, which follows the Holy Father's journey as seen by our very own Chris Dimitrenko. And Chris is sitting here with us to tell us a bit more. Now, Chris, so is that fair? Is that a fair description of the film? How would you describe
2: it? It it is. Pedro, if we could go back to May 2009 Mm -hmm. when the Holy Father went to Israel and Jordan and the Palestinian territories, I was doing live commentary of that event uh, here from Toronto. And uh, I had never been to the Holy Land before, so I'd never seen these sites and uh, so it was interesting to see the Holy Father introduce them to me and to the many other people who haven't yet had a chance to go to these places where Jesus lived and loved. And uh, But just a few months later, I finally had the yeah, opportunity yeah. to go to these places myself and, and to see them, see them for myself, but also uh,
0: keeping in mind what Pope Benedict was teaching me about them. Mm-hmm. So w- you would say, is it fair to say that then your own journey to the Holy Land Actually began with Pope benedict's journey definitely oh definitely I'd, I'd, I'd say so, yeah, so how did you approach when you actually physically traveled to Israel? How did you approach your uh, your your uh, pilgrimage?
2: Well, we tried to go to uh, as many of uh, the same places as possible that the Holy Father went mm-hmm. to. We didn't go to to Jordan, but we did go to most of the places that he went to in Israel, such as Nazareth in the north and Jerusalem. Bethlehem, which is part of the Palestinian territories. Yeah. But we also went to a few places that he didn't go to, such as the, uh, such as the Sea of Galilee. Pope uh-huh. Benedict didn't go there. John Paul II did yep. in his last uh, papal voyage to the Holy Land mm-hmm. in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And we also went to Nablus, and not many people go to Nablus. There were military restrictions there for mm-hmm. a number of years because of the, the conflict that was there that kept tourists away. And there's some really interesting sites there that, that very, very few people have seen and that have, um, it's possible, haven't been recorded apart from us since uh, since the, the, the Second Intifada, the Second Palestinian Uprising yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the early 2000s. One of those sites is the tomb of the patriarch Joseph, you know, Joseph and the technical yes, and dream Code. Yes, yes, yes. And that that is really it's really in terrible shape. Um, for for a lot of reasons why the the tomb is is very derelict. Yeah. But uh, a fascinating site. Also a, a crypt where John the Baptist's head was was buried. This is now within wow. a mosque. Again, wow. uh, p- pilgrims who would go there wouldn't wouldn't even know about this yeah. to think that they would go into a mosque and find this crypt where uh, where his remains used to be. And also the well uh, where Jesus met the Samaritan woman. This yeah. is another place in Nablus that, that for
0: most pilgrims uh, aren't, aren't aware of. And so we're really privileged to get to see some of these places. Interesting. Interesting. Now, you're the subtitle, uh, A Pilgrim Guide. I always think of the Pilgrim Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where does that come from? Is it really a, a Pilgrim Guide to the Holy Land? Well, the title actually comes from A Pilgrim Guide that I was given. Okay. Because
2: when I was when I first arrived, I mean, I... I wanted to go to these holy sites and and get a sense for the spirituality of them. I didn't just want to go as a tourist because there are some people who can just go as, as a tourist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was recommended this pilgrim guide by Father Stephen Doyle, who was a Franciscan who used to take dozens and dozens of tours. He's now, uh, he's now retired and is in Boston. So I was given this old out-of-print pilgrim guide and, and some of the reflections, the biblical reflections in that guide have now become part of the film.
0: Interesting. Now, just a, a note for anyone joining the program at this time. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. We're speaking with Chris Dimitrenko about his new film, Within Your Gates, A Pilgrim Guide to the Holy Land. Um, I'm a little intrigued by the whole, I- the whole idea of s- the spirituality of biblical sites. I think I, I intellectually I understand it, but I don't really understand it. So what, what do you mean? What is the spirituality of biblical sites?
2: Well, one thing that I was, a concept that I was introduced to when I was there was this idea of, of thin places Mm. and, and it it actually is, it comes from sort of a a Celtic concept where there are parts of the world where the physical world somehow becomes thin and you can sense the supernatural world beneath. And I think one of the reasons why so many pilgrims come back from the Holy Land transformed is because they do have that encounter with the Holy Spirit through these sites where where Jesus walked, and it makes sense. Uh, I mean, in in many ways, they're they're sacramentals, uh, and that the that Jesus this was this was his life, this was his landscape. These are the places he walked, and he ministered, and he preached, and so naturally, they're going to they're going to contain uh, something intensely spiritual that that I think will infect. Any pilgrim who was open to it. So when you were there,
0: can you think of one time where you, you experienced that thinness, those a thin place for you? I think for me, one of the, the most profound
2: experiences wasn't actually at, at a church. Most of the places where, where Jesus, something significant happened with his life, though there's a church to, to right. commemorate it. And actually, sometimes that can make it a little bit more difficult to try and picture yourself there because there wasn't a church. Yes. When when Jesus was 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 there, you know, looking at the Holy Sepulchre where there is Calvary, where where there is the tomb. Um, Hardly recognizable as the landscape that it it once was. But on the Sea of Galilee, I mean, they... Uh, maybe if they could have built a church on the Sea of Galilee, <laughs> they would they, they would have, yeah, uh, but they haven't been able to yet, and so it it remains just as it was and I remember being on this this fishing boat, we went on a fishing boat fishing on the sea just, of Galilee. Like, just like just peter and and the other apostles who were fishing on the sea, and just imagining Jesus walking on water and calming these stormy seas that, that were around me and thinking about the own s- the my own storms and my own life mm. and how Jesus is, is walking towards me to, to, to calm them. And, and it, was, it was very real.
0: Did you jump in? No, <laughs> no I, I, I guess I didn't have enough faith. <laughs> Um, the, the water. I mean, the water is probably it's the same the same water molecules that mm-hmm. were there two thousand years ago. I mean, that that just blows me away. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just before we go, I don't mm-hmm. want to go without uh, asking you about another documentary you're working on because you're also working on. Um, we talked about this a little bit already on Salt and Light Radio, but uh, something else that takes place in the Holy Land.
2: Oh yes, uh, Bethlehem University. Yes. When we were when we were there filming this documentary within your gates, we also spent a lot of time in Bethlehem. Uh, filming at this Christian university. It's run by the Christian brothers. And the whole history of the university has been really shaped by the conflict. And uh, it's really amazing to see how resilient this university has been despite basically operating in a war zone. Mm. And among the many challenges of this university, it's a majority Muslim population. So how does a, a, a Catholic university serve to help uh keep Christians in the holy land and and to invest in these Christians while also yet at the same time serving the Muslim population which is which is the majority and uh some some really harrowing stories uh that that we learn and that we will be communicating with that documentary which will be coming out next year. But yes. it also really is a story of hope. Yeah. Now going back to within your gates, I just want to remind viewers that they can they can go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash within your gates, and you can also see the trailer there, which will give you a preview for the documentary.
0: Excellent. That's a n- nice plug-in. I've I just, I, I I've been told that when we do interviews like this, you have to say the title, of the, of the film or the book as many times as possible. So Within Your <laughs> Gates. Um, it's also airing on Sunday, as, as Lauren's already told you, Sunday, November 28th at 9 PM Eastern. If you're outside our broadcasting area, you can watch it streaming online live. And and Sunday, November 28th is also the day that DVD sales will begin. So if you don't catch it on Salt and Light, you can still pick up your copy. And you can find out more about that at org slash Within Your Gates. Um, Thank you, Krista Mitrenko, uh, Salt and Light TV producer of the new film Within Your Gates, A Pilgrim Guide to the Holy Land. Um, We're interested in hearing from you and about your Holy Land experiences. So why don't you write to us, radio at saltandlighttv.org. And here now is Greg Walton with his song, Tune of Ignorance.
1: Every morning I go running out my door Step into the car and put the pedal to the floor I have no time for the sick or for the poor It seems enough to getting through my day When I get home I put my feet into my bed Pull the sheets up to my chin Comfy pillow to my head But I cannot sleep I hear the streets crying in their dread Yeah, I can hear them say when the world falls
5: asleep,
1: when the world
5: falls asleep, when we all fall asleep to the tune of the who
1: will light the way? I've heard it said God is a lamp unto our feet, but He won't serve the purpose well until we step out in the Spread our love to everyone we meet And what we do more than what we say And as the world goes round the world religions fight Over who is in the wrong and who is in the right Our children singing all our precious inner sight While we look the other way in the north, wake up in the south, wake up in the west, wake up in the east, wake up for the hungry, wake up for the homeless, wake up for the
5: thirsty, wake up for the least of these,
1: wake up, wake up, the problem seems so big and we feel so small. It's hard to imagine making any difference at all, but helping one life at a time and being faithful to the call will be a world that is wide awake and real. We-
0: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio, heard on the Catholic Channel and on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and that was just Greg Walton with his song, Tune of Ignorance. Now, almost 10 years ago, I was lucky enough to travel to Arkansas to be part of John Michael Talbot's 25th anniversary. It was a great gathering of Catholic artists from all over, and, well, it was also a bit of a retreat. And so we had to share rooms, and my roommate was this young man... A lay member of John Michael's Brothers and Sisters of Charity. He's also a very talented singer and songwriter. Um, Fast forward to last August in Calgary, where I reconnected with Greg Walton as he received five awards. And well, Greg joins me now on the phone from Nashville, Tennessee. Greg, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thanks,
7: Pedro. Yeah. Did I get it right?
0: (laughs) Did I get it right? roommates 20 uh, 10 years ago i
7: think so yeah gosh i can't believe time has flown by that fast
0: i know it's been good and and you've been busy um yeah i you know i want to start with this whole uh i said it's it's you're a lay member but that's not really what it is as a domestic you and your wife as domestics uh with the brothers and sisters of charity can you can you explain that
7: Sure, yeah. Um, The Brothers and Sisters of Charity is a public association of the faithful um, Uh founded by John Michael Talbot in 1979, Uh, and so we're a newer community. And John had a vision of um, trying to make uh, monastic life... and consecrated life more approachable to the modern culture so uh-huh. our expression uh is not just monastic uh we have the domestic expression which is a little different than i think third order or associate orders because we're um on equal footing with the monastic expression
0: but you don't live in a in the monastery i mean you don't live in no the we don't
7: yeah th- that's the, the domestic expression is for those who feel called to the spirituality of the community, which is uh, Franciscan, and then we also integrate the Benedictine rule uh-huh. into our daily lives, trying to have a balance between work and prayer. And uh, so for those of us who feel called to that spirituality but don't feel called to monastic life, we, we live out that spirituality out of our own homes. And you you know? you... So we all have, we keep our jobs, you know, and... But we meet weekly for prayer uh, and study. Um, we go to we have regional gatherings. Uh, we have about six regions in the United States um, uh, that have uh, right. regional ministers for each of those areas. And do you um, do you do you yeah.
0: follow the Rule of Benedict in your own home? Like, how does right. that work? Yeah, you do.
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, the um, uh, liturgy of the hours is our common prayer. Uh-huh and uh we uh pray the three pillars on a daily basis, so morning, evening night prayer yeah um and I think you know as far as how we interpret that Benedictine rule as far as uh you know keeping a a balance between spirituality and 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 work in our lives um and integrating those two things together is uh is a little looser. You know, for us in the domestic expression, we kind of have the freedom to determine that for ourselves. Right. Uh, whereas for a monastic celibate, it, it's a lot is already decided on how that, that works out right. you know, by the community.
0: So, and it, because it's yeah. not just you and your wife, but it's, you, you guys, you have five children, right?
7: We have five children, right? So, and they're part and, of... Um, well, they're not in the community, um, okay. but... So for us, it's more of a ministry of presence. Um, but, you know, my daughter uh, loved to crawl up on my lap, you know, and, and do the liturgy with me once yeah. in a while, you know, or yeah. something like that. Uh, so, right. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, I and mean,
0: it, they might not be uh, a part of the order, but in in, in in a way, it's very much part of their lives because it's, it is. it's your home. Right. Um, uh,
7: and at the National uh, Gathering, we had net ministries out. Okay. To um, do the youth program, you know, and, and right. it was right uh, really great. Um, we also do a thing called FOP, um, which is a, a praise, uh, a festival of praise that uh, in the North Central region in the Chicagoland area, particularly, uh, they get together. The youth get together regularly on a monthly basis, and, okay, and have a you know, have praise and worship and.
0: So there's obviously something yeah. for them because most domestics, I would presume, have children. No. Um, just to note for anyone that, that is joining the program now, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro. We're speaking with our featured artist of the week, Greg Walton. Just, uh, just one last question about, about the, uh, the, uh, being a domestic. So you, you, to the point of making your final professions, so you've, you and your wife have just mm-hmm. made your permanent profession. So just, just as you would if you were uh, in a monastic order. I mean, right, you are in a monastic right. order.
7: <laughs> yeah, we we um, we make a promise uh, to uh, uh, to poverty, chastity, and obedience. Huh. Um, and uh, of course, you know, I'm married, but yeah, the well idea is, be is uh, marriage,
5: yeah. following
7: the church's teaching on, on marriage and sexuality. Yeah, you know, NFP. Um, and then um, for uh, poverty, you know we focus as domestics on simplicity of life, you know, trying not to be extravagant um, right. and trying to simplify, uh, you know, material things so that um, they're recognized as gifts and they're not something that right. controls us, you well, know. Y-
0: y- you are a yeah. Catholic singer-songwriter, so you have already living the life of poverty. <laughs>
7: well, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's funny because, uh, yeah, you know, being a, A lay minister Yeah It kind of forces me Into that Simplicity You know For many years Although my wife Is an audiologist She just went back to work So now Oh yeah All of a sudden We we have uh, We have a little more money Than we're used to And and it's weird
5: (laughs) Right Right
7: But uh so so that brings some new challenges with it you know because yeah. you're like oh we can have this this and this and this and we're like well
0: yeah well you're you know s- still called to do the we need simplicity that, that yeah that, no that you know? that's good i think we're all it's it's a great yeah. witness to all of us um, i was looking at your website and and you you call yourself you know you're a keynote speaker singer songwriter composer retreat leader worship leader and a renaissance yeah. man where, where, why a renaissance man where does that come from <laughs>
7: That, that comes. I like I, uh, I didn't Joel. put that on there. Okay. Um, but
0: <laughs> that's but, your answer. <laughs>
7: no, that's not my answer though. I I would say that what my what the pro- my promotional team Allie and Bill at Albie Entertainment, right? Um,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah.
7: You know they like to tease me, and I think they're trying to say a jack of all trades. Okay, uh, okay. Um, that I you know I try my best to to be all things to everybody, and uh, and I have i love to teach you know i've had about six years experience teaching theology at the high school at the catholic high school in nashville yeah father ryan um and uh uh also my background is in music education and uh-huh. so uh i found that you know god just has a way of taking your your experiences and integrating them in such a way that they uh he uses them to bear fruit and and for some you know he um uh, what I love about, I guess, this part of my life right now is that uh, for a little while, I guess I should say in the past, it was all music, you mm-hmm. know, and I always enjoyed teaching. And when I got an opportunity to do it, to teach the faith, to catechize, you know, I thought, wow, man, I wish I could do more of that. Mm-hmm. And and so now we're at a point where we've tried to integrate all of those together um, and, uh and so that's uh that's really the point we're trying to t- to to communicate and and also we're trying to be a one-stop shop <laughs> if we right. can yeah, you know yeah. for for dioceses on smaller budgets or churches on smaller budgets
4: right. because they can just people bring don't in. realize yeah.
7: that I could teach yeah and do pastoral music yeah. and be their entertainer you yeah. know do, um so do, you know that's you, what we're doing
0: um, when you talk about yeah. integrating, do you, do you see your music as as catechetical or or teaching? Because I listen to the the song. I mean, we've just heard two of your songs, and and they yeah. I, I mean, they don't. I mean, unless I guess, suppose I can look at listen to the lyrics in in detail, but I mean, they don't sound like they're big theological, you know, statements or anything. But no, are they?
7: you know, well, in tune of ignorance, yeah. You know, what we've done is developed a program called "Ignorance Is Not Bliss,"
0: uh-huh.
7: and it highlights the um, huh. The Seven Points of Catholic Social Teaching, you know? Right. So I use the song as a theme song, which ideologically, you know, it's about, you know, social action and and awareness of those in need, so thematically I can integrate it with that, Um, uh, but most of my songs, you're right, you know, they're not preachy in in the idea of trying to teach um, theological concepts, but they harmonize with with my catechesis in a way right. that, that they hopefully reinforce it and also give the kids a optu- fun way to express the ideas that I've been communicating, you
0: know. Right. Now we have about 30 seconds, but I don't want to let you go before, because you have three albums, but I know you're working on, uh, on some new projects, so tell us a bit about, about what you're working on.
7: Yeah, well, it's funny. Um the next project that we we're working on it, I'd like to uh right now my t- title that I'd like to do is ignorance is not bliss.
0: Where I, that's a big principle. Yeah. yeah. Uh
7: the title track and uh and a lot of the songs I have are are more reflective on um kind of the uh, the, the state of of things in the world right now. Mm. Um frustration with economics and a lot of things that have, I think, grown out of my my journey and and everybody else's journey over the last, you know, several years and uh, and so there's it, it says a lot more I think on a social justice level and and so this project will uh, reflect that I think.
0: Well, that sounds really yeah. exciting. Um, let us know when it's when it's ready and out so we can have you back on the show and we can talk some more. I love that the idea of ignorance. Is not bliss. Um, thank you so much, Greg, for joining us today. It's been really good to uh, reconnect with you and to speak to you today.
7: Yeah, sure. You too, Pedro. God bless Salt and Light and all, got, all that you're doing up there.
0: Thank you. That all was right. That was Greg Walton, our Featured Artist of the Week. You can get more information and and purchase his music. Find out more about Ignorance Is Not Bliss and his other albums at gregwalton.com. We'll put that link up on our webpage as well, saltonlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is Greg with another of his songs, King of My Heart. Fill
1: me, I'm an empty vessel. Make me whole. King of my heart, King of my heart, fill me, I'm an empty vessel, make me whole. King of my heart, King of my heart, you are and broken make us whole king of our hearts king of our hearts bread of life less and broken make us whole salvation make us whole King of our hearts King of
0: our hearts We're listening to King of My Heart by Greg Walton our featured artist of the week and that brings us to the end of our program. If you missed any part of this broadcast or you want to listen to any Salt and Light radio program or check out the links to our artists or guests just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org radio. And remember, Salt and Light Radio is part of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation dedicated to bring light to the world through media. We have a ton of media resources, a great blog at saltandlighttv.org blog and a huge video library. Check it out. Check it all out at saltandlighttv.org. And don't forget, if you like what you hear on this program or you have any suggestions for featured interviews or artists, write us, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Pedro Guevara, Man, and this has been Salt and Light Radio.